0: You're listening to Aubrey CD Speaks, where truth is spoken for your freedom. Hello, and thank you for listening to Aubrey CD Speaks. This episode um, is a simple one, and I will do my best to stay on topic. (laughs) No promises, because it's very easy to get me off topic, but I will do my best to stay on topic. If this is your first time listening to this podcast, welcome. If you like this episode, go ahead and listen to some of the other ones. Um, I have lately been talking about Grace. Uh, In the past, I talk a lot about Revival, um, mainly because this podcast was started because of Revival, And all of the details about that are in my past episodes, so feel free to have a go and listen. If you like, like them, share them. You can subscribe to this podcast. I'm not sure what platform you're using, but you know, you can subscribe to the podcast. um, If you would like to contact me, I have a Instagram account, Aubrey CD Speaks. Feel free to message me there or follow me and, um, you'll get all the latest information about what's going on. Um, as you can see with some of my episodes, I'm not, um, an every week podcaster, um, uh, most of the time, uh, I do try to do something every week, but it, you know, sometimes it just doesn't happen because, you know, I have a life other than this podcast. I'm a, I'm a mom, I'm a wife uh i've got four kids i homeschool them um i um i'm an oldest daughter i i help with my family you know in any way they can or they need it in any way i can when they need it um and i just you know there's life outside of this podcast so things get in the way and um, and you know this doesn't really take priority but I enjoy doing this podcast, I enjoy uh, coming on and speaking and um, bringing revelation, hopefully freedom and breakthrough in in your life to anyone that's listening. Um, I also sometimes pause because the Lord tells me to pause and to take a moment and to study or to pray or to learn and to listen, And, and so sometimes I pause for those reasons, and You know, those aren't bad reasons, Uh, because, again, um, I could easily make this a habit. I could easily make this uh, a priority. And the Lord's really good at helping me stay focused on what on what matters. Um, So I do my best to make this every week. But, uh, you know, no promises, no guarantees. So keep an eye out. Follow me on my Instagram of Aubrey CD Speaks. And, uh, you know, you'll get notified whenever I have a new episode up, Um, but um, this episode honestly is—it's going to be pretty simple. And you know, I don't know if I've talked talked about this before, but um, but I'm going to talk about it today. Um, With so much going on in the world today, our eyes can lose focus our minds can lose focus, our hearts can lose focus, and we can lose focus on what the Spirit is leading us to do. And as believers in Christ, although there is so much going on in the world and there is so much that we can do, um, we, we have to stay focused on what matters and um, stay focused on what's true. And if you've listened to my episode before, you know that this is something that I commonly say. Uh, If you haven't, well, welcome. This is your first time hearing it. Um, But our focus and our time and our effort need to be on Christ. And looking toward our Father, um, you know, as co-heirs with Christ... We are um, in union with Jesus and doing the will of God, the will of our Father, who is, you know, God in heaven, um, the creator of all things, um, our, our joy and our delight, the one who sent his son to give us freedom in him and to know his love, who loved us even though we were still sinners, even though we hated him, even though we wanted nothing to do with him, even though we knew nothing about him. He still loved us. He still desired us to not die in our sin, but to live in Christ and to be clothed in righteousness and to be loved by him and to know him and to hear his voice and to no longer have a heart of stone, but a heart of flesh that is um, soft and malleable to his desires. Um but yet is strong in his in his uh, leadership, through his spirit, um, and can um, walk in this world putting our faith and trust in him and everything that we do. So our eyes focus on him, our first love, um, who is love himself?. Um, is our and should be our focus and our great desire. I mean, he who sent his spirit after his son ascended into heaven, he sent his spirit to give us peace and to comfort, to lead for us to um, be led by him, be led by his word, to know what we need to do and uh, what we don't need to do. Um, Holy Spirit who brings to this world, um, um, his holiness and to break every chain and to convict the world of sin, righteousness and judgment. His spirit that comforts his children. His spirit that brings conviction on those who are lost and need him because it is to bring. He's to bring them um, into revelation of who God is and who Christ is for his victory, for his glory, um, for his honor. And we are a part of that. And knowing that we are a part of that, um, this is where I'm going. (laughs) Knowing we are a part of that, we put everything aside for his glory. Um, we lay everything aside. We surrender everything to him. We put our faith and trust in him. We put any burden that um, that would be too much for us to bear upon him because he wants us to put His his burden on us because his yoke is easy and his burden is light. And we can cast all our cares and our worries and our fears on him because God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. So um, our focus um, is to be on him, to remain on him, our first love. And we see even in the New Testament how um, Paul encourages and Peter encourages and so many of the uh, apostles encourage um, those in the faith to remain in his love, to keep their eyes on him, putting their trust in him, not letting go of the word, not letting go of the promises, not letting go of things that they have been taught by, by those who are true um, and to keep their eyes on him at all times. And we also see in the New Testament in the book of Revelation um, how, off, how those who did not keep their eyes on him um, lost focus and, um, and lost their first love. Or they uh, they become lukewarm, or um, they've become uh, religious, and and we see those through the, the seven churches that he addresses. Um, Jesus himself addresses um, um, how they lost focus of what they needed to be focused on, and every time Jesus says to to look at him, to you know, to repent. And to, to look to him, you know, um, lest they, you know, lose it all. Um, and not, you know, as Hebrew says, and not enter his rest. And I know I just mixed up so much scripture and stuff, but that's, this is life. This is my life. Scripture is life, you know, and it's life to the full. So, um, I, I want to talk about just the simplicity of, of God keeping our focus on what need, what our focus needs to be on because uh right now and I'm not going to get into the details of whether or not this is the end times and all of that I'll save that for those who have you know studied more or know more understand more have that calling or that anointing or whatever it is because I grew up in church I've heard this often And I'm not saying that this is not the end times, don't get me wrong, but this is not my time and my place and my sphere to be going on about that. And frankly, this isn't the episode for that either. But what I will encourage you in is this. We do not know the day or the hour of his return. Jesus even said he doesn't know, only the Father knows. And so because we don't know the day or the hour of his return and... Um, all the things that he said to watch out for have consistently happened since he ascended into heaven. All we can do is, um, is watch and pray to be vigilant, sober minded, um, keeping our eyes on him, watching upon the heavens, uh, making sure that we have oil filled in our lamps for the bridegroom to come and to be ready for his return. All these all these stories, all these, you know, uh, um, all these things that he told us to do and to watch out for and to be like. Keeping our eyes on his return. Let us do that. And we can do that. And we can do that simply. And we can do that easily. And it's actually in such a way that we should already... Um, kind of be walking in and living in because with our eyes focused on him um, we could see we can be watchful we could be uh, sober minded our eyes looking to him our first love in 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 all things and what he does now um, I have said other times in my podcast um, and if you're new to hearing this you know ah welcome Um, those that are not new, they will hear it again because this is so important. And, and Holy Spirit keeps pressing this on me about it's, it's importance. And he's been telling me this since what, the end of 2016, early 2017, you know, thereabouts. Um, and he consistently reminds me of this. And so I consistently remind you of this, that it is, um, that more things can be done at his feet than on our own. And I've talked about living, uh, what, um, my, my pastor, Lady Nicole has talked about living a merry life. And I've told you about things that my pastor, Pastor Cletus Adrian has talked about and, and the revelation that, um, that they've given to us. Um, but I'll stick to what the, what the Lord told me more can be done at his feet than on our own. And so often, especially with what's going on today, we can lose track of what our main focus in, which is Christ, but what our main focus should be on and what we should be looking at because of all the, the distractions that are going on. And believe me, they are distractions, okay? Even the latest Christian life things on social media or um, conference or... Um, um, Books, you know, all these, all these other things that they, that, that is the latest and greatest thing to do. Um, and oh my goodness, like some things are just, honestly, they're nonsense. Like, um, oh, I can't even, the, the one thing that you find out, you know, who or what kind of basically personality you are. And it went through the church um, yeah, that's just a distraction. That's a, I am blah, 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 you know, and this is why I'm like this and that. And it's like, well, well, actually you're just a child of God and God made you this way, you know? Um, you know, you're not a number, you're not a, a, a name or a word or a, you know, or whatever you are, who you are because of Christ and Christ made you a certain way, um, for your calling and for the ministry and for the anointing that he has for you and your sphere of influence and, you know, good on you. Um, and, and put your eyes on him, put your faith and trust in him and let him lead you and direct you into who you are rather than what, uh, social media or a piece of paper or, uh, the latest ministry or Book says you are, um and honestly, just like Paul says, anything that counters what you have been taught, what the gospel, what the truth of the gospel is, those things are false. Those things are nonsense. And 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 and, and Paul talks about it. you've got to keep your eyes on him. You got to keep your focus on him. You know and. So, um, our focus should be on Christ and, and anything else outside of that is, is nonsense, is rubbish, is a distraction. Um, and so we, we must, we must keep our eyes on the priority on what's important on the price. Um, not too long ago, um, the Lord was talking to me and I was going through, I was going through Matthew and I ended up putting it on my social media because I was like, you know, this is, this is truth. And his word is truth. And when he says is true here, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to go to it because this, this falls into what I'm, I'm talking about. And it's probably why the Lord led me to those scriptures. Um, here, let me get to it do 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 I'm getting to it so this is my waiting music do 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 okay um let's go let's see math go to Matthew 13 I'm doing this on my phone so it's kind of taking me forever and I need to go to okay I'm gonna go to Matthew 13 and I'm going to scroll down all right. Here we are. The Lord was talking to me and I was going through Matthew 13 and um and he was um reminding me about keeping my eyes on him and what what is uh, most important and then I went through this and I read this and I was like oh Jesus this is so you um so I'm in Matthew 13 and I'm gonna read uh verse 44 and then I'm gonna do 45 and 46 okay now let's see Again, the kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field, which a man found and hid, and for joy over it he goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant seeking beautiful pearls, who when he found one pearl of great price, he went and sold all that he had and bought it. And... Those, those two verses, and the Lord was talking to me about them. I, and I went through the entire chapter um, and I was like, Holy Spirit, I, I just need uh, a little bit more. And, and, he, and he was talking to me about how um, the kingdom of heaven or our goal and our focus is worth more than anything. And, and that's what these two um, parables were talking about, about how the kingdom of heaven is worth it all. It's worth everything. It's worth every penny. It's worth um, um, giving all away and, and, and our eyes being on him and focused on him and looked to him. And, and that's, that's the Christian life is nothing else matters but him like these two these two men uh had great joy and great delight in finding um something that they were seeking and and when they they were seeking it and when they found it they had so much joy in what they found and they realized the price of of these treasures that they found whether it was treasure in a field, or it was um, that pearl of great price, they understood the price um, to attain those things, and they willingly gave that price. They willingly uh, uh, gave everything away, all of who they are, all of what they had, for that, that treasure, and for that pearl of great price. And understanding the kingdom and understanding who we are in Christ, we need to understand that he is worth it all. He is, um, he's worth uh, all of who we are, all of what we are, all of what we think we are. He's worth it all. Um, Paul says, um, to live as Christ and to die is gain. Um, and and he, he talks about not caring about what all is going on with him. You know, he was in prison at that time. That's in Philippians. It's actually something that we're going to talk about Philippians later. But um, he talks about how being in prison, he doesn't even count, he doesn't even consider it as, um, as a problem because even in prison, he's able to do the things that need to be done for the cause of Christ. And, and everything is worth it. His entire life is worth it. If he has to give his life for this, he's okay with that. If he has to be in prison for the glory of God to be, um, um, uh, you know, uh, taken further, and go in deeper, then it's worth it. Who he is is nothing compared to the cause of Christ. And, um, and that's his, that's the focus. And that's the goal. And Well, that's the focus. Um, the goal is, is for souls. The goal is to bring more into the kingdom. And we'll talk about that too. But, um, but our focus especially with everything that's going on and 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 goodness we can feel like we're stretched too thin sometimes with all and we're asking god why why is all this happening why does is this happening why is that happening and suddenly we're like god why don't i feel you in this moment and feel you in this place and why don't i feel your presence like i used to why can't i hear you like i used to why do i not feel like i'm being led like i i used to why do i feel like i'm falling more into temptation uh unlike you know the time that i used to be with you what what do i need to do to to get back to that time with you and and the answer to all of that is Putting your eyes on Christ, putting your eyes on him, looking to the Father um, uh, and, and, and laying everything else aside. Laying it all aside. If you are stretched thin because of ministries and all the programs and stuff that you're doing, lay it all down. Put it all aside. Because in the, in the end of it all, nothing else matters but Christ and him crucified. Uh, nothing else matters but bringing the loss to Christ. And if it means having to go, you know, like my pastor says, to zero in order to get back to what is most important, then then that's what needs to be done. Um, and, and you may think, oh, but I'll, I'll lose all of this and we won't do this and we won't have that. And, and, and everything that I've gained will be gone. But what is most important? Besides, if you get your focus back on what is most important, you'll be able to get and go further, um, and, and what God has called you to do than where you are today. So often we can see people fall and ministries crumble because of things that have happened in the background or in the church or divisions happen because we've lost our focus. And yes, when we gain our focus back, people are not going to like it and they're going to leave ministries or churches or whatever is being done. Yeah, but the focus should always be on him and our eyes should always be looking to Jesus. Our focus should not be on programs and, 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 and ministries and whatever else that you're doing that suddenly feels like a burden, that suddenly makes you feel that you've stretched yourself too thin, that suddenly causes you to wonder, do you have enough oil to make it to the end? And I'm gonna bring it back, like the Lord has just really been talking to me about those 10 virgins and the five virgins that had enough oil to get to the bridegroom and the the other five virgins that did not have enough oil when the bridegroom came. Uh, He did not recognize them because he could not see them because they had no oil in their lamps for the fire. Um, They had gone, they had gone out. And, uh, and, and we need to, whenever Christ comes, whenever his time is that he's coming, if we are still living on this earth, we need that oil. We need to be ready for when the bridegroom comes. We need to be ready for when Jesus returns. And and being stretched too thin is not going to give us the oil. And he's not going to look at it and go, oh, yeah, but you were working too hard. And yeah, you were stretched too thin, but you were working really hard. And I'm okay with that. No, it's going to be like um, uh, the, the church in Revelation where he's like, you lost your first love you you're doing all these good works you're doing all these good things you're you're assessing all this stuff and 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 it's great but you but the problem is you lost your first love you lost your reason for doing all this other stuff and and so we need to bring our focus back to the first love and i've been saying this for years but I, but the lord is really pressing we need to bring it back to our first love we need to put our focus back on him because honestly today and with everything going on more can be done at his feet than on our own. And if you don't understand what that means, then pause and ask the Lord what that means and let him bring you the revelation and the enlightenment of what it means to, to be at his feet rather than your own. Because ultimately the things that we desire to be accomplished because our heart is for God. But the things that we desire to be accomplished on this earth will not be accomplished if we are stretched too thin, if we're going too far because we will grow cold and we will be like the lukewarm church and allow so much crap to come into our church and be the enemy infiltrate into our church and things to be done that God never desired to be done in his church. And we will fall. And we will lose the light, and we will lose Him, and and Holy Spirit will not be there. It will just be running like 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 uh, uh, like robots, you know. And t- until the day that we're going to be like, you know, that um, that one, he wasn't a robot, but the Tin Man in the Wizard of Oz, and he was standing there and he was stuck because he didn't have any oil. That is going to be us if we continue to go in this direction and I see it happening and we've got to stop and take a deep breath and let everything fall aside and go, wait, what is my main focus here? What is my purpose? What am I doing? Because even Jesus didn't do anything unless the Father desired him to and he didn't speak anything except for the will of the Father. And though we are not perfect, and though we will falter because we are imperfect, um, we still have his per- the perfect example of Christ um, in order to, to continue on. and And knowing that as co-heirs with Christ, we can lean on his strength to guide us and help us. And we can take those moments like he did and, and lay everything aside and, and just be with the father and be led and guided by him because our eyes need to be like Jesus's eyes were focused on the father and our eyes must be focused on the father as well. And we must be at his feet because more can be done at his feet than on our own. Sometimes the fight that we're fighting is completely unnecessary Because the fight that we're fighting is because of us sometimes. And if we just lay everything aside and take a moment and put our eyes back on him, suddenly we'll realize that whatever that fight is, we don't even need to be fighting. He's got it taken care of. We've just been making it harder on ourselves. You know, I know this is not the greatest example, but um, I, uh, I struggled with math um, for years growing up. And uh, I mean, like, um, math class, I did great. I always had A's. And uh, both homework, uh, I you know, especially when you got to a certain grade where you had to show your work, uh, I struggled with that um and uh word problems i struggled with word problems um and uh it wasn't until i was in college that uh a professor um who uh you know he was a genius he uh, went to mit and he told me later that he had a lot of offers to go to other places and be professor at other universities and um, but he decided that he wanted to work at a community college. He said, for one thing, he liked Texas. So he decided he was going to come to Texas. And then he wanted to work at a community college, which I, I did my basics at a community college because it's cheaper. Um, and um, And I was a homeschooler and for a period of time, even in Texas, it was a bit of a fight. To be accepted in some universities and colleges um, at, when I was when I was going to school uh, uh, as a homeschooler, uh, so it was easier to go to community college and they would recognize you and uh, your diploma at a, at a community college. So I went there, and he he was there because he wanted to help those that had trouble to realize that um, that they could do they could do it, that they could do math. They could, they could make things happen. And so he did a lot of remedial math classes, um, as well as some of the other ones, some of the basics. And I was talking to him about one of, you know, some of my struggle and, and what the frustration, I was so frustrated. And, um, and I was going through this problem with him and it was like a light bulb went up in his, on the top of his head. And he goes, he goes, do you know what your problem is? He said, your problem isn't that you don't understand it. It's that you know the answer, but the answer was so easy and so simple that you thought that that couldn't be the answer because it was so easy and so simple. And so you're creating a problem to find one of the other answers. And once you got the found a way, he goes, I don't know how you do it. But once you find a way to get one of the other answers, you mark it as that answer. He goes, when you should have just gone with your gut. He said that that first answer you had, you should have just gone with it because it was the right answer. And he goes now, and he, we went through some problems. And he goes, just go with your gut. Don't, don't, Don't look at it any other way. What does your gut immediately say the answer is? And so we went through some and I got every single one right when I didn't question my first answer. And he goes, see, that's your problem. He goes, you're really good at math. He goes, "You've you've got the mind for it, but it's so simple to you, you make it hard because somebody in your past has told you that math is not simple, am I right? And I was like, yeah. It's like my, you know, I've I've heard it from my parents. I've heard it from so many people that math is really hard. Algebra is really hard. You know, things are, you know, it's all really hard. And so I guess I just believed it. And they and said, well, stop believing it. Math is simple. Math for you is simple. And that's the way it is. It's not hard. And I was like, mm, okay. And... um and when I was accepted into a university, uh, one of, the university of my dreams, I had the goal to go to this one since I was in kindergarten. When I was accepted, and they had me go through certain exams to, you know, just to just to place me for my placement. I did the math placement, and um, I remembered what that professor said, and I said, "Okay, I'm going to go with my gut. This is this multiple choice. I don't really have to show my work." Um, and so I'm going to go with my gut here. I'm just going to go with my first answers. And I did it, and I, I had a perfect score. I got every single one of them right. And I had the choice of what I wanted to do. I could do, you know, uh, what level, any level I wanted. I could do all the way up to trig, and, uh, and they would accept it. And, um, and that was huge for me. Uh, because that wasn't something that I was accustomed to. But I remembered to go with my first answer and not fight and stretch myself to look for uh, some other answer or some other way. Um, and I came up with understanding and um, putting a confidence in myself that really helped me um Continue through throughout my uh, my time in college. It really built me up, and um, and I know that's a, a really you know silly uh, example and comparison, but but I wanted to show you know if we don't fight, uh, what we what is simple and true, and is just keeping our eyes focused and 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 sitting at his feet. Instead of getting up and doing it the way we think it needs to be done because we think it needs to be complicated and we think it's such a sacrifice and we think that it's so hard and we make it hard. We make the walk with Christ really, really hard when in all honesty, it could be really, really simple and really, really joyful and, and, and just good. And, and, and we stretch ourselves and we fight, we fight the the very spirit that is to lead us from leading us we keep him from leading us because we think it has to be hard and he's saying no no it's just simple just do this and we're like no it can't be like that and and we do all these things and we exhaust ourselves and suddenly we're we're dry we're running dry and are as a vessel and and we feel like a desert and we can't understand why and all we had to do was listen to the Spirit, listen to the Spirit of the Lord, leading us and guiding us, that that gut, that gut instinct of what we thought um, sounded ridiculous because it was so simple. And we thought that it needed to be so hard because the denominations that we that we walk in and uh, live by, and their theology, and doctrine that we live by, which is not biblical, um, is keeping us from walking a simple narrow road with Christ, a simple narrow road with him joyfully as a child. Jesus said, unless we are like these little children, we will not enter the kingdom of heaven. Little children do not walk a hard life. Little children think that some of the simplest things are so hard, and and we as adults laugh about how they think their life is so hard and yet their life is so easy. And that's who we are to walk. that's the way we are to walk in Christ, and that's who we are to be in Christ, like little children. The simplicity and the joy and the pleasure and the love of His presence. With us day and night, and when we have our focus on Him, we understand what the goal is. And I'm going to keep this quick because I see how long I've been chatting away. Um, and that one goal are its souls, to bring souls into the kingdom. It it was what it was what Jesus was even doing as He was walking on this earth was bringing light to those of who God is so that they may believe on him, Jesus as Messiah and be saved. It was simply that souls were to bring souls into the kingdom. That is our focus. That is our goal. Everything else will will fit into place. If we keep our eyes focused on him and that goal, and as long as our eyes are focused on him, that goal is attainable. We don't have to have all these programs and stuff in order to bring the lost to Christ. They are human beings just like us. We can talk to them. They're not unattainable. They're not uh, hard to talk to. If our focus is on Christ, if our focus is on the love of God and we understand his heart for them, and our love for them is as his love. And we can talk to them and share the gospel with them and tell them that they can put their faith and trust in Jesus and what he did for them on the cross because his desire was for them to know God and to be free of all this pain and the trials and the tribulations and the, and the sickness and the death that that so easily uh, captures us and makes us prisoner of the things of this world of this world that weren't even originally supposed to be there, but because of sin, they're all there. And we are a slave to sin. We are a prisoner of sin and, and, and we need freedom. And that freedom only comes from Jesus because he shed his blood and took on our punishment so that we don't have to be punished so that we can know life and life fully and abundantly. that we can put our faith and trust in him, letting go of everything that we are, who we think we are, who people say we are, letting go of all of it and putting our eyes on Jesus and believing that he died and paid the penalty of everything we deserve to pay. He did it for us on our behalf so that we could have freedom from the, the pain of sin and, and, and death and sickness and disease. And it's so easy. It's that easy. So believers in Christ, we need to keep our eyes focused on him. And I'm going to read. I'm going to read Philippians chapter 3. And yes, I'm going to read all of it. I'm going to read it uh, in the amplified classic because I really, really like it. Uh, I really enjoy it okay so verse one for the rest my brethren delight yourselves in the lord and continue to rejoice that you are in him to keep writing to you over and over of the same things is not irksome to me and it is a precaution for your safety look out for those dogs judaizers and legalists look out for those mischief makers look out for those who mutilate mutilate the flesh for we christians Are the true circumcision who worship God in spirit and by the spirit of God and exalt and glory and pride ourselves in Jesus Christ and put no confidence or dependence on what we are in the flesh and on outward privileges and physical advantages and external appearances. Though for myself I have at least grounds to rely on the flesh, if any other man considers that he has or seems to have reason to rely on the flesh and his physical and outward advantages, I have still more. Circumcised when I was eight days old, of the race of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew, and the son of Hebrews, as to the observance of the law, I was of the party of the Pharisees. And as to my zeal, I was a persecutor of the church, and by the law's standard of righteousness supposed... Uh, justice, uprightness, and right standing with God, I was proven to be blameless and no fault was found with me. But whatever former things I had that might have been gains to me, I have come to consider as one combined loss for Christ's sake. Yes, Furthermore, I count everything as loss compared to the possession of the priceless privilege, the overwhelming preciousness, the surpassing worth and supreme advantage of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord and of progressively becoming more deeply and intimately acquainted with him, of perceiving and recognizing and understanding him more fully and clearly for his sake I have lost everything and consider it all to be mere rubbish, uh, refuse, dregs, in order that I may win, gain Christ, the anointed one, and that I may actually be found and known as in him, not having any self-achieved righteousness that can be called my own, based on my obedience to the law's demands, ritualistic uprightness, and supposed right standing with God thus acquired, but possessing that genuine righteousness which comes through faith in Christ, the anointed one, the truly right standing with God, which comes from God by saving faith. For my determined purpose is that I may know him, that I may progressively become more deeply and intimately acquainted with him, perceiving and recognizing and understanding the wonders of his person more strongly and more clearly." And that I may in that same way come to know the power outflowing from his resurrection which it exerts over believers, and that I may so share his sufferings as to be continually transformed in spirit into his likeness even to his death in the hope. That, if possible, I may attain to the spiritual and moral resurrection that lifts me out from among the dead. Even while in the body. Not that I have now attained this ideal or have already been made perfect, but I press on to lay hold of and grasp and make my own that for which Christ Jesus the Messiah has laid hold of me and made me his own. I do not consider, brethren, that I have captured and made it my own yet, but one thing I do it is my own aspiration forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead. I press on toward the goal to win the supreme and heavenly prize to which God in Christ Jesus is calling us upward. So let those of us who are spiritually mature and full grown have this mind and hold these convictions. And if in in any respect you have a different attitude of mind, God will make that clear to you also. Only let us hold true to what we have already attained and walk and order our lives by that. Brethren, together follow my example and observe those who live after the pattern we have set for you. For there are many of whom I have often told you and now tell you even with tears who walk and live as enemies of the cross of Christ the Anointed One. They are doomed, and their fate is eternal misery, perdition. Their God is their stomach, their appetites, their sensuality, and they glory in their shame, siding with earthly things and being of their party. But we are citizens of the state, commonwealth, homeland, which is in heaven, and from it also we earnestly and patiently await the coming of the Lord, Jesus Christ, the Messiah, as Savior who will transform and fashion anew the body of our humiliation to conform to and be like the body of his glory and majesty by exerting the pa- that power which enables him even to subject everything to himself. So even there, Paul talks about what our focus should be, what his focus is, And if and what our goals should be, which are souls. And if for any reason our goals are in any other place and our focus is in anywhere else, in putting our eyes on Jesus, the Father will clear the way and make known what is most important. Isn't that awesome? Um and also um he talks about those that that make the the things of the flesh. So uh, those who are, uh, uh, their goal and their focus is on uh, um, putting on airs of what they have done or who they are and what they are according to the body of Christ as most important. Well, God will take care of that. And it's sad that it happens and it still happens today in the church. Um, But our focus needs to be on him, on, on, on Christ. And our, 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 aim, our goal should be on souls and bringing, bringing souls into Christ. And that should be our aim, our focus, laying everything else aside. Who cares about all these other things? Our eyes should be on him. Our goal is leading people to Christ. And, um, and that is the simplicity of, of the Christian life. That is, some, that is the simple road to walk. That is the simple goal to attain. Everything else is rubbish. Everything else, all the other things that we think are important goals in the Christian church are nothing absolutely nothing. Whatever level or name that you wish to make yourself in order to be over whatever is rubbish, is nothing. Our goal always should be on Christ. Everything else is behind. We're eyes, eyes on Him looking forward to, to the things of God and progressing ourselves uh, more and more in, in, in the spirit rather than the flesh so that we may bring souls to Christ. That is who we are as believers in Christ. That's where I should be. That's what our goal should be. That is, that is our first love and the goal of our first love. That, that's what his goal is to bring souls into the kingdom, to bring, to, to bring sons and daughters, uh, toward him, for he does not desire anyone to perish, but all to have eternal life. That's why God sent his son. That, that That's why he, lo- he loves us so much that he sent his son, that whoever believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. That his desire isn't for us to die in our sin. His desire is, is for us to know him. That's that's the redemptive power of 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 the blood of Jesus, and that is his goal. Everything else is, is around this, but that is the focus and that is the goal. That is our first love and then his goal, which is our goal. And, and this is something that the Lord has been really pressing on me, is keeping our eyes on him in order to attain the goal, and um, and and it doesn't have to be done in a militaristic way or uh, a, a religious way, or it doesn't even have to be hard. Because when you're sitting at your, his feet, remember more can be done at his feet than on your own. We don't have to do this in a way that is. Um, uh, boom and 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 fear and you know that that's not it's not no it doesn't even have like I said uh, to be done in a mi- mili- mil- militaristic or, or ritualistic or religious way which I have seen happen because if our eyes are in him it's simple if our eyes are in him the grace of God is upon our lives his anointing is on our lives because the, the, the goal for all believers is to bring souls to Christ. We all have, no matter what our sphere of influence is, no matter where we are in this world, no matter if we're a toe in the body of Christ, a nail in the body of Christ, an eyelash in the body of Christ, or, or, or hands and feet, it doesn't matter. What we are in the body of Christ, our, our goal, our united goal, is bringing souls into the kingdom. Our united focus is him. Our united goal is bringing souls into the kingdom. That is for every believer in Christ, that goal is bringing souls into the kingdom. You know, we have we have a mouth. We are, we are his mouthpiece. We have we have a mouth, we have a voice, we have a tongue to bring souls into the kingdom. You know, to tell people about Jesus, to tell people about what Jesus did for us and how he can do that for them and how like nobody is is too far to be reached. Whether it's the the biggest billionaire, uh, the greatest athlete, or the person on the street that lives on the street, it doesn't matter who they are, a middle class person, it doesn't matter who they are, it doesn't matter what they're doing. God desires them. God loves them so much that even in their sin, Christ died for them. God has such a love that he is willing to send his son, knowing knowing that, that, that we are the way we are. And he desires even them to come to Christ. We are, we all need Jesus. We all need salvation. We all need him. All of us, no matter who we are, need salvation, need to be saved from our sin, the, the prison hold, the chains and the bondage of sin. We, we need to be saved from it. And so everyone is worth it. And our goal, our souls, not what kind of human being and not to lift us up even not to 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 show off how great we are at winning souls it's all about him and souls him and souls him and souls because it's not about lifting us up it's about lifting him up and that should be for everyone all of us that's our goal and um yeah that, uh, that's really what he wanted me to share today. Keep your eyes on him. Stay focused on him. Don't, don't allow yourself to become distracted by all these other things that are happening, happening in the Christian world today, happening in the world today. Whether it's in the body of Christ or whether it's in the world, don't allow yourself to be distracted by what is most important. And don't allow yourself to be run ragged, no matter what anyone says, don't allow yourself to be run ragged um, and be on your own feet. Stay at his feet. That is most important because most of it, uh, uh, things will be done in ministry are the grace of God and the goodness of God Through him, none of it will be attained on your own. So why go doing it, trying to do it all on your own strength and trying to do it all on your own? Doing it on your own will only make you exhausted and it will fail. Doing it in him and him doing it all in his strength and his power and his might, it will not fail and it will not fall. Be at his feet because more can be done at his feet than on your own. Eyes on him. Goal our souls. And then until next time, be blessed.